Okay, good morning, um, all you beautiful women who have made an investment to come this morning in um, what you're making an investment in is your marriage. And so give yourself a hand clap this morning. Good job, ladies. What I wanted to share with you guys this morning is just something that I've learned. Um, I've been really, uh, I've been really, really, really trying to not educate myself, but learn a little bit more about marriage. I feel like I've been, I've learned so much over the years just from coming to this class, and I've implemented it in my marriage, um, implemented the things that I've learned, and our marriage has grown because of it. We have a better relationship because of it. And um, I downloaded some, some information off of um, Focus on the Family. And if you want the other side of it, because what I'm going to be going over is the top five needs of a man. And there, are, there is the other side of it, which are the top five needs of a woman. But if you want to find, you know, if you want, some women are like, well, how come no one's telling my husband? Um, well, you can actually look it up on Focus on the Family, because that's where I got this information. But I'm going to, before I do that, I'm going to share what God had impressed on my heart to speak with you all about um, the energy that you put in your marriage causes a great marriage. It only works when you serve each other, and marriage is very brutal on selfish people. And serve because, because you get what you pay for. And that's how it works for anything. If you stay in a really nice hotel, you paid a, a nice penny for it, right? And um, if you stay in a really cheap hotel, you know, you're usually not real satisfied with it because you get what you pay for. In life, if you eat really good food, it costs a lot of money. Um, it, anything, that you, anything that you pay a lot for, it, it, it's, you're going to get what you pay for. And it, that's the way that life works. You know, there's a scripture, it's Luke 6.38, and it says, Give, and it will be given to you a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. Um, a lot of people say that... Um, that with God, you know, you know, people will kind of like manipulate God's word to fit them how they want it to be. And, and it's kind of like with God, you don't reap what you sowed because he forgives you and there's grace. But it is true that you do reap what you sow because what you give, what you invest in, the time that you, the time that you give, you know. And don't get this wrong when I'm explaining reaping and sowing because God's grace is a whole nother lesson that I would give to you guys, a whole nother lesson. But with anything, you know, what you put into it is what you're going to get. In Proverbs 31:30, it says, Favor is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. Your marriage is the biggest influence to your kids and to their future relationships. And their future relationships depend on it. Your marriage is pretty much all that they have and some kids don't have it, but it's all that they have to base all future relationships with their bosses, with their spouse, with their children. 
Um, it's, it's the basis that they um, will, will you know, have their future relationships. Every man needs a friendship with his wife. Believe it or not, you might think your, um, your husband doesn't want a friendship with you, but he does. You know, yesterday my husband called me um, because he had, a, um, he had a conversation with somebody, you know, who, um, and, and he, he just wanted a friend in me. You know, it was his, um, it was actually, we rent our home and it was our landlord and he was, he was telling me the things that she told him and she was a little rough with him and I was like, she did what? <laughs> I was being his friend. Well, maybe she had a bad day, you know, I was just being his friend. And, and your husband needs um, a friendship with you. So many times um, we, we, um, we spin our wills on other things, you know, we, we, and, but in our marriage we expect a different result, but we're doing the same thing and 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 the same thing, and, same thing. and we're complaining about it. This isn't getting better, that is not getting better, but we're not changing anything, we're just doing the same thing. And that's called insanity. It's like doing the same thing, expecting different results. Well, what God wants us to do is, is um, not to have the spirit of the world. The world is tit for tat. What, what they do to me, I'm gonna do to them. If they hit me, I'm gonna hit them a little harder. <laughs> If they say this to me, I'm going to do that. That's tit for tat, and that's a worldly mindset. But the way that God teaches us is that you defeat a spirit with the opposite spirit. That's who God is, and that's what he teaches us. So if you're treated with, um, with hate, you go back in love. And that's how you defeat the spirit. Or else you're just going through that circle of insanity. It's just, it keeps happening and you're expecting different results and the other person to change. But you can defeat a spirit with the opposite spirit. And God's gonna show you how to do it. And he's gonna strengthen you. He's gonna strengthen you to do it. And, and, and your spouse is your equal. You can't disassociate the way you treat your spouse with your relationship with God. So many people can say, I'm so close to the Lord. I have a great relationship with the Lord. Um, just, you know, so much about who they are in Christ, which is true, but you can't disassociate that with your relationship with God. If you're not treating your spouse with the love that God has called you to treat your spouse with, if you're not showing him the grace that God has showed you, taught you to show him, then your relationship with God is probably not right because God isn't okay in the same way. You know, here's the thing is so many, so many people will, will um, I'm not going to do this because he's not treating me this way. And, and I've talked to you guys about that before. I talked to you about it two minutes ago. But God isn't okay with if you're not being treated okay. He's not okay with it, but let him take care of it. You do what God is calling you to do because that's when God can move. What you're saying is, God, I'm going to do all the right things and I'm going to trust you. I'm gonna do all the right things right now, and, it's, and, and trust me, all those right things are not easy to do. But it's all those people who paid the hard price that you see that have a good marriage.
You, you can look at people and say, oh, they're just so lucky they got that man, or they're so lucky they got that marriage. No, the people that you see who have that marriage worked for that marriage. The people that you see forgave when it was hard to forgive. The people that you see who have the marriages that you want to have, they paid the hard price for it. I got married um, back in the day when I was, what, 21, 22 years old, and I mentioned it to you before, you know, I didn't even know what I was doing. <laughs> it was kind of like just, um, I was just doing, like, I was just doing it, and I started coming to the marriage classes, and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm awful. And it was like I was expecting God to just bless my marriage because I got married in purity, because I got married in the church, and because I did all those things, I just expected God to, like, boom, good marriage. But no, it took years of me doing, you know, my husband and I, this year we got married in 20, 2003, this year we will be married 17 years. So it's... But I'm going to tell you, it took about 15 for me to get it right. <laughs> it's, it's, it's you doing your hard work, and you're going to reap the good benefits. You do the hard work, and you're going to reap it. You're going to reap it with your marriage. If you have small kids, you're going to reap it with your small kids. You're going to reap it. Any hard work you put into anything, you know, if... if um, Anything, 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 you're going to reap it. Um, that's what the Bible says. Give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Dr. Greg Smalley explains to couples that are, there is no such thing as a win-lose situation. A couple needs to realize that they are on the same team, and a win-lose actually means a lose-lose. You either win together or you lose together, he writes. Take the time to discuss different situations, understand your spouse's perspective, and arrive at a solution as a team, not opposing players. Whenever you choose to serve your husband, you're choosing win-win. When you choose that you're gonna retaliate because they deserve a special treatment for whatever they did, then you're, this is lose-lose. That's what happens, it's lose-lose. But when you say, I'm going to do what's right because I want a great marriage, because I'm investing today, I'm investing tomorrow, I'm investing, I'm investing, I'm investing, I'm investing. I'm doing that for my, for my marriage, I'm doing that for my future, I'm doing that for my kids, I'm doing that for my grandkids, whatever it is that you're doing. You keep doing it, and God is so faithful, you're going to get back. So um, I had told you guys that I'm going to read um, a, t a husband's top five love needs. And um, this is in s me uh, mentioning to you to serve in your marriage on your end. Um, and um, number one, he needs, this is from um, Focus on the Family, where I received um, the five love needs of men and women. So number one for a man, he needs unconditional love and acceptance. When your husband needs your unconditional love, it simply means that he needs you to love him and receive him no matter what. Unconditional love starts with God, and he loved us even when we didn't deserve it. And he loves us even though we are full of pride and self-centeredness. In the same way, put aside your own needs to meet your husband's needs. 
Number two, I would have thought this is number one, but number two is sexual intimacy. Less than 50% and up, 90, less than 50% and up to 90% of a man's self-image is locked up in his sexuality. Sex, passion, pleasing the woman he loves, that's what makes a man feel like a man. Consequently, when a man experiences sexual rejection from his wife, he may shut down, pull away, or worse, do something morally stupid to meet his sexual needs. Talk to God about any hesitation you have and start with your own heart. I heard this couple um, talking about it and saying that they've counseled many couples that are having troubles. And they'll counsel couples that are not married, and they'll, they're having troubles, and they'll say, first of all, are you having sex? And they will say yes, and they'll say, you need to stop if you're not married. You should not be having sex before marriage. And then when they're talking with the couples who are having problems, they'll tell them, are you guys, how's your sexual life? And the, cu the couples all say, they're not having sex. Weirdest thing. That's a, the, your, your husband's top, your top need. <laughs> so consider that when you're thinking about serving each other. Number three, he needs companionship. Are you the one person your husband can count on when the rubber meets the road? Your husband needs your friendship. He needs to know deep down that he is safe to explore with you what is turning around in his heart and mind. Let your husband know that you want to be his best friend. Make your relationship a safe place for your husband to face his pain and be willing to love sacrificially. So number three was companionship. And, and this is true. Sometimes my husband will really want to go somewhere, and I'm, like, really tired, like, extremely tired. I feel like there should be 30 hours in a day, and we get 24 <laughs> I'm like super tired and he'll want to go somewhere and um, and if I say I'm really tired like I don't want to go he does he won't want to go he only wants to go somewhere and this is anywhere like anywhere and everywhere if I want to go with him not all the time you know he wants to go to different places like Harbor Freight or Walmart or stuff like that with my kids or my son but he, family events, birthday parties, just anything, if I can't go, even if my kids are sick and I can't go, it's really hard for him to leave the house without me. Because God made us to be our spouse's companion. Just, just don't think about what makes you happy. You know, the other day, um, on Monday, um, I got home from work and we had a really busy weekend. Honestly, I had a really busy two weeks. And so Monday we got home and I was like, oh, today is my rest day. And my husband said, um, my cousin's having a, a party for his little, his little girl. Do you want to go? And I was like, do you want to go? In my mind, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so tired. Um, and I was like, do you want to go? And he said, I do. And it was really cool because his cousin lives like just the next track of homes over. We went for an hour and a half and we had a really good time. It was like I just needed to get over that little roadblock of me being tired. It's okay to be tired sometimes, but not all the time. <laughs> I went with him. We had a really good time. God gave us a really restful Wednesday, a really restful Thursday. He paid me back, you know, I got my rest. 
Number four, he needs encouragement and affirmation. Your husband will feel discouraged and defeated when he doesn't hear you cheering him on. Or he'll, he'll seek the applause somewhere else. When he knows that he's the only one in your world, the walls around your marriage grow stronger. Encourage him to hear your applause. Encourage him by reminding him of God's work in his life. And most importantly, pray for him to hear the applause of heaven to know God is on his side. As wife, we are the number one people to point out our husband's faults. <laughs> Isn't that true? What this is saying is he needs your encouragement and affirmation, or he's gonna seek it from other people. You know, he's gonna seek his encouragement. And I'm not just saying another woman, but maybe his mom. The person who is encouraging him and then you're gonna get mad because he talks to his mom all the time well she's the one who's encouraging him she's his biggest fan if he knows you are his biggest fan then he's gonna want to talk to you if he knows he's gonna get encouragement from you then he's gonna want to be around you he's gonna want to talk to you um, we don't need to always point out the faults um, it, it, it's what we tend to do, but, but pray that God gives you discernment. You know, sometimes you've got to, what do they say, like choose the right battle? Like you don't, you don't take every little thing, and that's just with life, you know, with your kids, with your husband, in your job. You, you don't make every little thing an issue. And if you do, then you're a pro person who has a lot of drama in your life. <laughs> a lot of drama. But if you learn to choose the right battles, and, and, and not choose the right battles, but like learn which ones you really need to fight for, God had to show me that, because I used to make everything. And, and just not knowing, I didn't know how to do it, you know? I would make every little thing, every little thing. Believe it or not, every little thing. Now it's kind of like, that's not a big deal, that's not a big deal, that's not a big deal, that's not a big deal. I'm gonna wait on this. <laughs> And then when God tells me, I'm going to talk about that, you know, when God tells me, and here's what happens when you do all that, when God tells you to talk about it, and he's like, right now, my daughter, go ahead and talk about it. And honest to God, God does this with me with the things I put over here, and we're going to wait on that. It's like your husband's all ears. When God's just telling you to um, talk about something, he, your husband, when God says go, when he tells you to talk about it because you left it over here, and he says, right now, go ahead and talk about it, my daughter, when it, it's then that your husband can receive it because now God can move. It's, it, it's, it's, it's having patience. It's trusting God. It's knowing God is faithful. Whenever I talk to my husband over here, I'm like, what in the world? That was easy, like so easy. But it was all these little things before that I, that I had said, um, that's not a big deal, that's not a big deal. Where I'm at now, you know, we're at 17, and I'm like, that's not a big deal, that's not a big deal. Back then, I was like, this is a big deal, this is a big deal, this is a big deal. So dumb. And we were always defeated. We were just so defeated all the time, all the time, all the time, all the time. We had a good marriage. But now we have a great marriage, you know, because we've worked at it. Number five, um, 
spiritual intimacy. Your husband needs to be grow. Your husband needs to be growing spiritually. He needs spiritual connection with God, with you, with other men. Being the spiritual leader of your family is the toughest job your husband will ever take on, and he needs your help. Encourage him to spend personal time in the Word. Talk about scripture with him, pray with him, pray for him, make time for fellowship and worship together. I really do believe that your husband needs to be surrounded with other godly men. And, 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 and here's the thing that I'm blessed with. I work here at the school and I get a lot of fellowship with godly women and, and, and women who get in my face when I'm being bad. When my husband wants to hang out with people, and I want him to do that. I want him to have that time with other guys. I want him to have the fellowship. We recently had um, a conference, and he was able to fellowship with other guys, and he was so refreshed. It was kind of like, like um, well, everybody's kind of like where we are, you know? <laughs> like, I understand this. Like, um, it's... For, for him, it's awesome. For your husband, it's awesome for him. Don't ever be the person that gets between them fellowshipping with other men. It's what they need. Um, meeting your spouse's love needs is one of the most important responsibilities you have in your marriage. So take the time to learn your spouse's love needs and meet them. You're gonna have a blessed relationship, you will. Like you will if you do your part. Um, and, and here's the other thing is, do you say you will? Do you believe you will? Because your words are so powerful or so deadly. So if in your heart you're saying, she doesn't know my marriage, she doesn't know my man, she doesn't know what I go through, she doesn't see this, she doesn't know that. If you're already there, then that's what you're gonna get. That's what you believe. If you're already sane, he's always going to be this way. He's always going to be that way. It's who he is. Well, you're speaking those words into life. You know, my husband and I were talking about it, and, um, and I'm doing a big study on it. And your words have power, but here's how it is, is there's, there's angels around you, okay? And when you speak a word... It's not like you say, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy a big house and it's going to happen, okay? That's not like the power of our words. But when you say words, it's like you let God's angels start activating. Or if you say the negative words, it's like you're agreeing with the demonic spirits that are trying to assault your marriage and your family. When you speak those and you believe them and you do it, you're agreeing with it. It's not that you're, saying, you're causing it to happen, but you're, you're agreeing with it. I'm not going to agree with the demonic spirits. I'm not going to agree with it over my finances, over my husband, over my marriage, over my kids. I'm going to speak the positive. I'm going to speak it into action. And that's what God wants you to happen. So here, let me say it again. You will be blessed as you invest in your marriage. And believe it. Say it. I'm going to be blessed. The Bible says, the Bible, God is true and God is faithful. Give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. will be poured into your lap. For the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. All right, this is all I have for you guys this morning and right now.
We're going to have precious Sister Lorena come up to speak to you all.